adventurers out there, and welcome back, everybody, to episode 6 of the Grapes of the Club podcast. My name is Christina Porter, and I'll be your host. We're getting right into it this week, so grab your adventure books, and let's get started. You checked into your hotel, dropped your bags, and are ready to hit the parks, but you're not sure which one to go to. So many options, so much time, so many rides. And then it comes to you very quickly, and actually quite naturally. You came to see the infamous castle, the one that Cinderella lives in, of course. That makes the decision quite simple, and then, of course, quite obvious. You are headed to Magic Kingdom. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, I said Magic Kingdom. I've always loved this park, and it's the place where I've had the most memories and my greatest memories, so I thought that I would take you on a little virtual and vocal day trip of my ideal day at Magic Kingdom. Rides in sightwise. I should mention I'm not doing fast passes or eateries right now just because there's so much ground to cover um, with Magic Kingdom and all these parks that obviously I'm going to have a lot of future episodes with all that information. So right now this is my dream of what I would do if everything's flowing right and the crowds are low, but just to give you an idea of what I really enjoy at the park. Let's start with the obvious. You take your car, bus, or ferry to the parking and ticketing area. You hop on the monorail and away you go. You hop off the monorail and step down to the gates where you have that ha moment. When you start getting all the feels and start smelling that main street air and then it happens. You tap your magic band and the castle is right there in your view. Now what you ask? Why not start on Main Street? Once you've hit Main Street, all the glorious smells, and I'm smelling it right now as I'm talking about it, of the bakeries and the cotton candy and that old school Disney style hits you. There's a wide variety of eateries, shops, and entertainment. My first stop now, depending on how busy it is, and obviously if you have fast passes, totally fine, totally different, I would go to the Town Square Theater where you can find the infamous Mickey Mouse, and he talks, and it's amazing. Now that you are obviously moving on the streets of Main Street, you might want to stop at many of those awesome smelling bakeries that I talked about earlier. Just to give you an idea of a few, there's the Main Street Bakery, the Ice Cream Parlor, and Casey's Corner if you're feeling a little bit adventurous in a hot dog sense. We all know that Nate and Jason all love themselves some treats and some hot dogs, and my husband does also, you know, he loves himself some hot dogs too, so this is a great time for all of us to explore that area and get all those smells of those amazing treats. If you're not so much into the treats and you want to make your way to Fantasyland and Frontierland to continue on, you can always hop on the Walt Disney World Railroad. I seriously love that train. You get... You get all the feels, you get all the nostalgia, you get all the history, you get the backstory, there's so many things to do, you get a free ride to Frontier or Fantasyland, I mean, you have to do it at least one time. My husband has yet to do it, and I'm pretty sure that he regrets the fact that he has not done it yet, and I I know I do, I regret that he hasn't done it, because I've done it before, and I really love it. I have a, a huge memory of my dad and I doing it together, and it is like solid in my brain, sitting on a railroad going by those lands and just seeing it all with him and experiencing all it all on the road, uh, not, no, the railroad. And I just, oh, I love it. <laughs> After you take in the nostalgia ride on Main Street, step a few he- paces ahead and head on into Adventureland. This is a place full of Dole Whip, Skippers, and Pirates. My first stop in Adventureland would be, now I took two historical routes. You can either do the Enchanted, uh, no, not the Enchanted, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. You can either do Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room or you can do the Swiss Family Treehouse. I love them both for separate reasons. I think they're both awesome. I do think that um, I just love the Enchanted Tiki Room a little bit more just because of the fact that it holds so much of Walt's history. And so does the Swiss Family Treehouse, but just those birds and them doing the funny jokes and just, it just, it's just great to me. Swiss Family Treehouse is amazing too because there's just so much, you know, you can climb up, see the views of all of Magic Kingdom. So either one is a win-win in my book. The next thing that is a win-win in my book is Jungle Cruise. I, this ride has, you know, it's just amazing. It has the ability, everything in Walt Disney is amazing. So if I say that a million times, it's true. So, um, it has the ability to be extremely fun, even though it's extremely cheesy sometimes for a lot of people, you know. But you have to have the right skipper. And I'll, I'll say this. When we went the last time, we went on the Jingle Cruise, which happens during Christmas time. Our skipper was okay. She wasn't the best. And I think part of the reason was because she, I mean, she did a good job with the presentation and everything. But it was a little bit hard to hear her because she had an accent. Totally fine, though. Love everybody that comes to this country. Love everybody that's here. I think everybody should have an opportunity to work at Disney World or Disneyland. Um, but I will say the time before that we had a skipper who was from, a, you know, who did not have an accent and his jokes just came off a little bit better and he was extremely funny. I think I was the only one laughing on the boat and it was, it was amazing. It was such a good time. So I definitely put that on the list of things that you have to do because it's just, it's great. <laughs> My final stop in Adventureland would obviously be Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait for it. Dead men tell no tales. Oh, I, just side note from this, I'm kind of annoyed that they want to change this ride. This is, like, pretty pretty new that they're going to do this, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm opening it up to discussion to you guys on how you feel about the changes that are coming for it, because I don't know if I'm 100% on board, but aside from that, I, this ride is amazing. It has a great combination of the animatronics. You know, the one and only Captain Jack Sparrow comes through. They now have a new... Um, picture opportunity so that part of the ride it's just iconic and it's just amazing so again don't know how i feel about the new changes that are coming but that's not up to me that's what it is i will probably go to it regardless moving on to the next awesome land that is there welcome to the good old western area known as frontier Frontierland. here you will be able to find everything a little new country and a little old country as well I have to be honest, and as you, if you guys have listened to previous episodes, if not, go back a couple episodes and you'll find it. I don't like heights, so this area, this area of it, uh, Frontierland, did not have a lot of rides for me, um, just because I don't like heights that much. But the one thing that I will say that I do like a lot um, is Big Thunder Mountain. I've never felt scared on that railroad. Uh, not railroad. <laughs> well, it is a railroad, but not really. Um, I've never felt scared on that roller coaster. I think it's my it's probably one of my favorite spots in the area. It's a great beginner coaster for your youngins if they're afraid of coasters or anything like that. I think it's great. The thrill factor is there. Just pure genius and joy. Um, the next thing and the final ride in the area that is not that important to me, but I think it's important to you guys and also to my you know to Jason. I think to Nate too and probably to Janelle and Rebecca. Well, Janelle and I. We hang out a lot of the times and skip some of the rides, and maybe we, we might skip one this one, but you never know. But it's definitely the most important to my Carl, Neil. I've, I'm talking about the one, the only, the Briar Patch Crew and Splash Mountain. 
there are, and I'm not kidding, a lot of how do you do's and loops and rolls that are, and the one thing I will say is, even though I don't like this ride, going down that one, like, drop, there's a breathtaking view of, like, the castle and that Magic Kingdom realness of, like, just, oh, I have to take my picture, my, this photo right now, I have to take the picture, gotta take the photo out, because it's just so pretty and it's high up in the sky. So if you ever get a chance, type that into Google and see if you can find one, it's just so pretty. I, hands down, I would do that just for that drop. There's actually a really funny ride photo of us. If I can find it and get my hands on it, I will post it to Twitter. This way you guys can see it. And it may even be posted in Disney's Facebook Kingdom. If not, I will make that happen, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out. Give me liberty or give me death. Okay, not the death part. But the liberty part is true. As we move on to the next area in Magic Kingdom. That's right, everybody. We are moving on to one of my favorite areas. You are not stepping foot in Liberty Square. If you feel like taking a boat ride, I highly suggest this if you need to take a nap because I took a little bit of a nap and I just... The ride was so smooth and I just enjoyed it. Hop onto the Liberty Bell Riverboat. Such a good, relaxing ride. If you need a mid-afternoon, mid-morning nap, do it. You just go on that, lo that little river there and you just float away and you're in the sun and... You just sit down, and that the way the boat moves just gives you a nice little, puts you at ease, nice little nap time. So, I would highly suggest that. I Next on my list would be the Hall of Presidents, just because it's one of the things that you have to do. It's an iconic entertainment piece in Liberty Square. My dad and I used to do this all the time. I think it was because we wanted to take naps, but um, I really love it, and, you know, putting all the controversies in America aside, it definitely is something that will educate your children. And I definitely learned a lot from being there, and I definitely think it's really important to learn about the values of America. End of story. <laughs> Regardless of what you think, it is a is an iconic area in Liberty Square, and I think it's very important for everybody to go and visit it, just because it's so amazing. Right around the corner from Hall of Presidents, there is a new show with one of the greatest puppets alive called the Muppets present great moments in history. This is a phenomenal show. I absolutely love it. Um, the Muppets interactions are always fun. Kermit and Miss Piggy, hands down, you you are the queen and king of puppet puppet land, and I just absolutely love you guys. I love all the different history lessons that you learn. Just so much fun, and we caught an early morning show, and it was amazing. All right, next we are moving on to something that is extremely daunting and terrifying. That was really cheesy, but I loved it. <laughs> One of my favorite rides, the Haunted Mansion. Ah, there's so much I could say about this ride. From the walk-up queue to the, you know, the interactions, the stretching walls, um, the cast members being on point in character every single time, trying to scare the bejeebus out of you. The dune buggies, I'm telling you, there's so much, well, there's so much good scare, fun, and excitement. It'll definitely make you want to. Are you ready for this? Hurry back, hurry back, just in time to ride the ride again. So I have to say, the last time that we went, I think I did this four times, and then the time before that, I think I did it 15 times. And we actually just threw a party for Nate for his haunted mansion birthday, and I love this because. I love that ride. You can't see it, but right now in my studio, there is a stormtrooper who has the ghost host um, apron on that Neil got me for our fifth anniversary. I absolutely love it. And I've got a couple Madame Leota headstones 
somewhere in this office. I know, morbid, but not morbid. She's, like, one of my favorites. Oh, and I have Madame Leota ears, too. Just great. Just, I love this ride. Trust me, worth, worth doing. And now, we're down to the final two areas of Magic Kingdom. Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Let's start with Fantasyland, and then, obviously, we'll go to Tomorrowland, and it'll lead us back to Main Street again, and you'll see why we're going to make that live on Main Street. Ah, Fantasyland. The place where all your Disney fantasies come true, and where your dreams can come true. So, where do you go to first? You can always daydream and start on Prince Charming's Carousel, where there are always magical music tales of different princesses and every Disney tune imaginable. It is also right near the castle, and it gives you the perfect view of, like, that midday castle feel that you're looking for. The next thing that I would do, is, and I am, we, I absolutely love this, it's just, um, I know it might be cheesy recording for other people, but I love this, it's just amazing. It's full of excitement, smells, and just fun. I mean, I love Mickey's PhilharMagic. Just every, it gives you all that good Disney that you need right before you go on all the rides, including the carousel in Fantasyland. So if you want to, you can do Mickey's Magic and then do the carousel. I mean, this is just a, it's, it's so much fun. It's probably really old, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. And story, a little story about the, uh, two times ago when we went, I was singing my, you know, lovely Disney songs, and this guy next to me was like, Where'd you learn to sing? You have a really good singing voice. It's really amazing. I'm like, mm, okay, kind of creepy that you were listening to me, but all right, thanks. You know, I, I'm glad you enjoyed my singing, and it was great, but now you can just move along and have a nice day. <laughs> all right, after I'm doing the uh, Mickey's Full Hard Magic, I obviously want to go fly, right? So if you love to fly just like me, your next choice and my next choice would obviously be to take a seat on the iconic Peter Pan flight or... You get to see all of London with a little bit of pixie dust and the Lost Boys. And let's not forget Wendy and her brothers. I just, I love this ride. I can't even begin to tell you how much I love this ride. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You will enjoy it a lot. And actually, right across from that ride is a very small world that you might know from, like, way back in, like, Walk the Live time days. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about it's a small world after all. It is one of the most iconic rides, and it actually is a favorite of mine because it's so symbolic and has so much originality and history to it. You must do it. You must do it. There's a really funny meme about the song to It's a Small World, and it says something like, no matter how many times the song gets stuck in my head over and over again, everybody runs to do It's a Small World because it's like the iconic ride from Disney World, and I just think that means so funny. Because it's true. It really is, the song gets stuck in your head, but it really is the best ride. They've actually updated it with, like, interactive views now, which is great. Or at the end of the ride, I'm sorry. With Magic Bands and stuff, they're testing it out. I think it's, there's a lot of potential, but I just love that that Disney water smell. If you know what I'm talking about, give me a shout out on Twitter or comment somewhere in the Disney Facebook kingdoms or email me or give me a shout out and tell me what you, if you know about those Disney water smells. Now we're going to go to who doesn't like to be a guest, be our guest and be a part of a magical world where there's lots of fins involved. You'll see what I'm talking about. The next thing that I would do in Fantasyland would obviously be Enchanted Tales of Zelda. Now, cannot tell you enough about this. You have to experience it for yourself. Imagineers were on point. 
that mirror, that wardrobe, the audience participation, Lumiere, OMG, everything about this is magical. You must do it. You must. Just, and even like Belle's little house, like it just, oh, it's so good. So good. It's a must. You have to do it. After you've seen my lovely friend Belle, you must go on the journey, the journey of the Little Mermaid, and I will tell you right. Ariel is amazing. Her little grotto there. Cutest can be. Oh, I love it. I love all of the, like, the story, the past, the present, the, obviously the future of Ariel as well, and of course my favorite villain, Ursula, and she goes into her whole, like, Caspian Sea, and, you know, just, ugh, it's just so great. The best part I think about that ride is when you get stuck and Sebastian tells you why you're stuck, it's hilarious. So, if you enjoy... Being in a cool spot and discovering under the sea, this is the place for you and your kids or just you. <laughs> now we are going to head to one of my other favorite roller coasters, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Love this ride. The queue, again, shout out Imagineers. The queue is just amazing. I loved it as an adult, so I can only imagine how much kids, kids love it. I, I can't even, it's just the interactive is, is, it's great. After you go to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you might have this feel to meet those princesses. So, of course, where are you going to go? Princess Fairytale Hall. Yes, that's right. That's where I'm going. It's a great place for your photo ops. I mean, my niece and nephew have so many good photo ops from this, our, this previous trip. There, you just are going to love it. And it's definitely worth being there and meeting the princesses. After I go see some princesses, you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to go see my favorite honey bear. Can you take a guess to who that is? It's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Now, I know a lot of you might not want to do this right, but let me explain something to you. Winnie the Pooh has been my favorite since I've been like four. I have like a giant stuffed Winnie the Pooh in my mom's house, and my dad took us to like this huge... Disney store in New York City where there was like a huge Winnie the Pooh and somehow it magically showed up at my house, the power of Disney magic. It was amazing. So I think it's just so cute and the whole ride, again, great cue for kids, great cue for adults. You just get to see him go on his cute little quest for his honeypots. It's adorable. That's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> then we finally make our way closer to Tomorrowland, where I will take you on a ride that's a kitty coaster called the Barnstormer. Again, great kitty coaster, great beginning coaster. It gives you all the thrills and, you know, chills and the excitement. I think it's a wonderful way to start off your children, you know, with a new, with a, who are a little scared with a, a new, like, slow coaster. Just ease them into it. Just phenomenal. Our last ride in Fantasyland has another great queue. Fantasyland, you're just hitting it up with the queues, man. Love it. I'm so glad that they redid that area, and I'm so glad that they gave... They dedicated a lot of time to it and a lot of time to the queues because they knew people were going to spend a lot of time there because of the rides and how many there are and the amount of time that you spend in the ride. So this ride has a really awesome circus queue, and it gives you a pager and everything. The whole ambiance there is just great. You might know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, I'm talking about Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Just ugh, great. I love it. This ride is also fabulous because it has, you know, it gives you that height and it gives you, again, that Disney view that I keep talking about. Just so many different rides have it. And it's just great that in this park you can experience it with so many different rides. You have to go to this queue, though. As an adult, I really enjoy this queue. And the cast members there, 
so accommodating. Emphasize, who doesn't love a flying elephant? Hello. Paging Mr. Tom, Mr. Tom Morrow. We have finally made it to Tomorrowland, the place where all your futuristic dreams come true and futuristic things come alive. Our first stop is going to be Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, where I'm going to try to take on Emperor Zerg and become a galactic hero, or really short of a galactic hero. It's okay. I've come to terms with it. I know that I'm not going to be a galactic hero, but one day my name will be up on that wall. One day. Again, like I said, probably way shy of it, but one day I'm going to get there. <laughs> After I try to defeat the Emperor Zerg, I'm obviously going to head to Astro Orbiter, just to see how far and how high, even though I don't like heights, I can go before I scare myself and just take it all in, just see all of Disney from up there, and just, you know, go up and down and maybe keep a safe distance on the lower end. But it's just great. I really love this ride. Um, it's a great photo op. It's really pretty at nighttime. I think it's just a must-do. Must After the Astro Orbiter, I'm going to head right to the TTA People Mover, or the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, where I can casually relax and check out the views of the next ride that I'm going to be going on Space Mountain. Now, there's other rides also, but you may want to go on this just to see if Space Mountain's lights are on, because here's a tip. If the lights are on, it's malfunctioning. You're probably not going to have an opportunity to go on it, so... I think it's just a good idea just to kind of get an idea of where you're at and, you know, again, great castle view, great view of other rides, love this. I just, it's a good idea. Just saying. <laughs> so now that you know the secret is out, I'm going to be going on Space Mountain. Oh, uh, you know, I have to say this. This is not my favorite. It's a little scary and sometimes I feel like I'm going to pop out, but I'll do it at least once to say that I did it and... It's great. Neil loves it. Jason, Janelle, Nate, Rebecca, I'm pretty sure all love it. Brittany loves it too. So just do it. It's an iconic ride. You have to do it. <laughs> End of story. Regardless of whether or not I like heights, you have to do at least one. After you take this third ride, it's time for some nostalgia. I always love, and I really do, the Carousel of Progress. There's always a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And there's always a room for a great, big, beautiful tomorrow as well. I have to say, it really amazes me how accurate they are with the history at the end. I don't know how they could have guessed that, but they did. And the fact that they did blows my mind every single time. Every single time. Because it's just pure genius and pure amazing and just, I love it. And I love how you start, you know, from start from to finish in a circle and ugh, it's just great. And we love that they've, you know, vi they've given it some vibrant colors now. Neil is such an old man that he loves this ride, and I'm such an old man's wife that I love this ride, too. I'm not going to call myself old on my podcast, but, you know, I might be. You never know. <laughs> so after I sat on the most, the biggest, greatest, most beautiful tomorrow, I'm always ready for a laugh, and our final stop in Tomorrowland would be the Monster Sink Laugh Floor. And I have to tell you, Mike delivers it every time with his cast. Every time. Jokes are funny, on point, great you know, character interactions with the audience, everything about this is just pure gold. Now, I will say the last time we went, I was really bummed that I couldn't take my niece and nephew because it was close for a medical emergency, which I understand, but still bummed me out a little bit, but this is, it's wonderful. We, I think Neil and I talked about it many times after going on our last, uh, not this last trip, the time before that, because it's just great. Now, you may have noticed that I skipped um, the Stitches Great Escape just because it's just not a good ride. Maybe Alien, if it was Alien, but no, not the disgrace. 
Thanks. Okay. Disney, that was a hashtag Disney fail, like I like to call it. And you can move on and make something else cool, like maybe bring in some Wreck-It Ralph or something. That would be great. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Glad you got the memo. <laughs> All right. Now that we finished up in Tomorrowland, we're going to wrap it back up in Main Street for the most epic nighttime show called Happily Ever After. Sorry for my singing. And you're going to dream all of the dreams that you want to come true as you watch this beautiful fireworks display and this light show as our day comes to the close. This day has really been the best day ever because I'm with you guys and because it is the best day ever. So now that I've talked about my ideal areas and all the things that I like to do, I posted this question to my fans and to the people in Disney Facebook Kingdom, the members and the fans, and they actually gave me some feedback. So let's throw that out. So Tristan responded that her favorite areas are Fantasyland with the Rapunzel Lanterns and Tower, one of the best bathrooms around, too, in the area. Nate said Main Street and Frontierland. Taylor said Main Street and Pirates area and Adventureland. Taylor, I hope that stays the same now that they're going to change it a little bit. Rebecca, my girl, said Liberty Square. Woohoo! Steve said Adventureland for the Dole Whips. Couldn't agree more. Neil, of course, said Briar Patch in Frontierland. Duh, we just talked about that in Splash Mountain. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your feedback. I love hearing what you have to say, and I love hearing what your favorite areas are. If you guys are looking for some interactions, or you want to become a group where you can find out a little bit more about this podcast, you can actually go to Disney Facebook Kingdom on Facebook, type in the groups, and you'll see it there. While we are talking about these awesome feedbacks that I got from these fans, I should mention that I'm on Twitter, and I've had a Twitter account for a little while. You can find me at GrapeSodaPod on Twitter. I also have a Gmail, which you can reach me at. It's GrapeSodaPodcast. It'll be in the description below at gmail.com. And I have a phone number in the description. It's always in the description for the episodes. I also have a Patreon page. If you want to become a patron, that would be awesome. This podcast... Excuse me, is um, funded by, you know, Neil and I, and it really is a fun podcast for me and for you guys. This is my baby. I love it. YouTube is his baby, but this is my baby. It's for you guys, for me, and I want to have the best equipment possible. I want to make sure that we have everything running smoothly. I want to make sure that I give you guys my all, and that does get expensive sometimes, and so I'm doing my best with what I've got, and if you feel so inclined to help out, you can reach me at podbean.patreon.com slash cmr5012 and there's different tiers and for each different tier <coughs> oh excuse me I'm fighting a little cold for each different tier you um there's different things that as a patron of mine you will get and I'm super excited about this I just started it up the other day I've been a little hesitant about doing it but I think we're just going to start small and you know maybe get bigger that would be awesome and I would love each and every one of you you will have a piece of my good old gold Disney heart for helping me out. That would be so great. I would love you all. And I love you all for doing that. And, just and for listening to this as well. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for me. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is obviously Christina Porter, and I've been your host. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I bring you more Disney goodness from my studio. I'll see you real soon, pal. Bye. All right, Christina, we're going to try this again now that I actually don't have as much noise. Um, my favorite memory has got to be, honestly, when we went down to Disney in 2015 to announce the um, arri- upcoming arrival of our first child. We were trying for so long to um, get pregnant, and and we just booked a trip to kind of, like, get our mind off of things. And then um, 
yeah, within a few weeks of us booking it, it, we found out we were, and then we decided to keep going on the trip, and we made the announcement there. We got hats made up saying uh, Mommy, Daddy, and then Baby H with um, October of 2015, which was her due month. Uh, pictures of her ultrasounds. Um, we got pictures in front of the castle, out front of Adventureland using some Lion King stuffed animals. I mean, the park couldn't have been more accommodating for us. Uh, they were just as excited as we were, I think, because we told our story there and everyone was just like blown away by it. It was, and that's one of the reasons why we love going to Disney because they just, they make you feel like, you know, they, they, they make you feel like you're part of their family. And that's one of the great things of, of that place. And we're going in October with our daughter who just be turning two and we can't wait to do it. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a new favorite memory. Um, as of October of this year. Um, like I said, hopefully you could he- actually hear that this time and hopefully that was good for the, uh, for the show. And, um, hopefully, yeah, it, you know, you find it just as interesting as I find it very memorable and hopefully I'll talk to you later. Bye.